Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show, where, thank God, Arms is to my left. <laughs> maybe, I said, maybe I should have said, thank God, on the next one, knit to my right. How many shows did y'all do without me? Like 74. <laughs> Actually, we hit episode 50, and I felt bad after I did it, because it's a milestone. I did it with Tyler Gee of F3. And by the way, don't pick hey. my belly when you say my name. <laughs> I sound like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Tyler Gee. Tyler Gee has been on since I... You didn't know? No. 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 I, I'm acting Whatever, stupid. Whatever, you have no clue what we do. <laughs> no, I'm acting oh, stupid. Oh, you didn't know? I was, I was going to You better up. call somebody. I always like Ty Gee. He's, he's a good dude. And Ty he brings, Gee. He brings... Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine disappointment. He's like, yeah, you want to come on the show? Oh, by the way, this is Bark. <sighs> oh, no, <laughs> man. I heard he agreed. <laughs> no, Tyler's great. He brought some stats. He helped me out of a pickle. I, I needed uh, I needed to get the the recording urge out while I was in North Carolina, and uh, he he helped me do that. So good. Tyler helped relieve me. Thanks, Tyler. It was a good show too. Thanks for relieving. I listened me. to it. Did you? Yeah. Good. That's good. It's good to know my my co-hosts actually listen to what they're not a part of. I, can I say I haven't had the time? That's okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I will get to it. The eight hour drive from North Carolina. Huh? Bet you didn't have time. <laughs> he was with his family. <laughs> Pretty sure Kennedy's not going to be like, yeah, turn that Tyler Gee up, baby. Turn, turn that Gee, turn that Gee up, turn that baby. Gee on. Turn my headphones up, Dad. Turn, turn, turn my headphones up. He he definitely had an in- interesting take on uh, Traquan Smith. I will say that. Yeah, I I like it. I, I liked it. It was a good. He's very good experience. Very middle like from for a good old Traquan. Yeah, huh? Tyler's full of uh, he's full of information and. And it was great. He share anytime someone comes on here and shares the love that I have for a player, it just makes me love that person even more. He just backed up everything I wanted to say about Traquan. He did, and good information, man. So if you if you don't already listen to F three, then check him out because Tyler's a great dude. They bring great stuff. But and, only uh, after you listen to our back. podcast. Yeah, just yeah, come, come on, on back. back. Come on back. Come on, come Keep on back us to the, the back staple. Row. We're the staple, and you know they can be the paperclip. They're the, they're right. the flavor, right? They're the flavor. So, so what you want to talk about, Bart? Well, first I want to. I, I just want to get you guys' opinions. We're going to talk about something hot right now before we dive into IDP. Uh, you know, rookies versus veterans, and some listener questions. Uh, NBA Finals. Just want to vent about it a little bit. Vent about LeBron versus vent. Jordan. Just get everybody's take. Uh, we're a football-based show, but we talk about a little bit of everything. We've we've talked about Nickelback for God's sakes. So let's uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about LeBron, and uh, this I'll, let, I'll let one of you guys up. go first because I'm stewing on it. Well, I'll, I'll just talk about the finals. I'll talk about the NBA as a whole. Good. I'm not gonna. Li- I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I for a, a while, maybe the last couple of years, I thought, I thought the NBA was more rigged than any other sport ever. I mean, every series going six, seven games all the time. You got your even this year, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, both go seven games. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way they're gonna let the Cavs get swept. You're gonna see, you're you're gonna see the refs throwing the Cavs some calls yeah, at but home. Then get this thing to at least game five to let this Warriors celebrate at home. But hey, restore. Hey, actually, the sweep restored. See, I, I'm gonna go a different way because there were so many bad calls in game one. 
Game there one, was. That there was that the the last two minutes of game one was some of the most atrocious refereeing I've ever seen. And you know, I probably have the the LeBron bias because Ohio guy, he's an Ohio guy, and you know, there that one, the Kevin Durant, that was a charge. Yeah. Well, you it, it was a, they called it a charge. You cannot my my take on it is you cannot review that call. Unless you could overturn it if he's inside or outside the circle, or if it's that close, they could overturn it. Yeah, there's he was two feet out of it. There's no way they should have went to the monitor on that. But I mean, no way. Outside of the game, like like yeah, I'm I'm glad that obviously the NBA is not rigged. I mean, it, it's obvious uh, the Warriors should have swept the Cavs and they did. Yeah, but how bad does the NBA suck right now? The, d- all right. I, the the officiating is atrocious. I mean, there's so many moving screens in the game today. It, it's horrible. I watched Draymond or Igbadala in the Igadala in the small time he was on the court. Every time they would they would do a dribble handoff, they would just hold a guy. I mean, just hold yeah. a guy. Yeah. I mean, just constantly an arm wrapped around somebody. Usually both arms moving a body. I mean, like this this wouldn't pass in high school. Like, no. You can't do what they're doing in high school. And the argument is, well, they're letting them play. Yeah. But I was the guy I was watching with, I, I told him. Basketball's not a contact sport. If I was the referee, if me and him were the referees in any of those games, it would have been like 68-62 finals because everything, moving charge, or moving screen, moving screen, that's a charge. I, I mean, it's just, to me, high-scoring games, whenever you give up integrity of the game, it's not as fun. I mean, I want want to see a high-scoring game. Yeah, I want to see some offense, but I don't want to see moving screen after moving screen, open jumper after – it's just ugly. Ugly to me. Not beautiful basketball. One thing I'll say, and I'm not a big fan, but Steph Curry's brought a range to the game that's never been seen before. Like, yeah, well, no, I mean, I don't think anybody ever practiced ten foot behind the free th- or three point line. Yeah, like that's he's he's clearly practicing that shot because he's confident every time he shoots it. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's the Warriors would have won this series without Kevin Durant, and I'm just as time goes on, I'm more aggravated. I disagree. See, I, repeat I, champions with Kevin Durant. It just I'm I'm over the super teams. I'm over I'm over the. Uh, you know, every team not even being worth watching almost, except for Warriors, Cavs, Rockets. I got news I'm over for you, it, man. Son. I don't want to watch the NBA anymore. It's, it's just about boring. to get worse. I know. It's about to get a lot worse. The, we want to go with where's – are you leading into where LeBron is going to go? Yeah. Right. It, it, the realization the is – Where LeBron James go? Cleveland is not a destination city. Nope. It's cold. It's – I mean, there's – High poverty, not a huge nightlife like a Miami or a New York or, you know, Houston, Oakland, Los Angeles, you know, one of those places. They're just not and not a lot of uh, accessibility to a place that is like that. I mean, it, like even if you are in, you know, if you don't like being in San Antonio, which is a great town, you know, you can still a two hour flight to get to Vegas. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's nothing to go to one of those destination places in the south or, you know, anywhere around the coast. But Cleveland's just not that, and they have trouble. And I think part of it is the ownership. Yeah. I, I don't think Dan Gilbert hasn't been great for the Cavs, yeah, to be nobody, honest. I nobody mean, yeah. wants to play for the owner that is Dan Gilbert. It's as simple as that. And, and no, not just that. I mean, so many other teams, like so many. Uh, the Greek freak, Giannis. 
is going to be fantastic. But how long will he be in Milwaukee? Not very long. And if he is, way. Who, who's going to be his running partner in Milwaukee long term? Like uh, they got to develop some. They got to draft that person. Yeah. Develop it. You know, honestly, it, one thing you could say about Golden State is they drafted the, the well. The core of their them. team was drafted. Yes, Draymond, Steph, and Clay were all draft picks. And to put this into perspective, Draymond is a you know perennial defensive MVP candidate. Anyway, whether he is the MVP, he's a candidate for it every year. He can pretty much defend anybody. And you've got don't uh, let me be, go between on. Steph and Clay. You have six of the top seven single season three point shooting seasons of all time. And seven of the top Kevin eleven. Durant. And then you add Kevin Durant. It's, if I'm Kevin Durant. I'm not. I'm, I'm. Maybe you're feeling a little bit good about these titles. Maybe you feel good for a, a day or two. But if I'm Kevin Durant, I don't, this this isn't that fulfilling for me. I feel like what keeps happening is they keep putting, you know, these sharpshooter guys around LeBron. They're just past their prime. It's over for them, and they're trying to latch on to get a ring. And there's no youth. No, they never get another athletic score. The last time they did, of course, Kyrie, but he was drafted. You know. Kevin Love, whenever he got there, he was already really on the downside of his career. Kevin Love still – he's an all-star, but that's fan voting. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Love, is a, he's a great three-point shooter and a good, solid rebounder, but he Defensive gets, liability. He can't gets blown the ball. by. He used to be a force inside. Absolutely. Was, I mean, when he was – His inside game. He, he leans on his outside game. But, yeah. but back to the – I mean, back to the final. Man, how devastating. Not to – repeat what the world's talking about how devastating was jr's mess up <laughs> i mean it was devastating but ultimately i think i think they got to feel better about it knowing it would, it would not have mattered a bit but no 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 i think it I would, don't think it would have. if they win game one nah. you ensure you get to game six i i think they would at least if they win game one they at least win one at home and ensures that you get back to game six at home with a chance to send it to seven games. I, I mean, still, game, I still three, game, seven. game three was competitive to the end. I yeah. mean, the last few minutes, probably, what, five minutes left in the game is when it got broke open. Yeah. I do believe the Cavs led the first three games of the series at the half. Last thing before we get to football, LeBron James, does this taint his legacy or no? No, absolutely not. This That's is good. just good. as good. I mean, the what is it? Nine straight finals appearance? Maybe not that drastic. It's, it's, eight. it's eight, eight, and he's made it nine the, times. Yeah. This, this is his most impressive winner swept out of the finals or not. This was his most impressive getting a team to the finals. I mean, he had nobody. Kevin Love, you already said it, backs out of his career, and the supporting cast is, was not clutch whatsoever. I mean, really, the first two games, you're looking at, you know, why does Jordan Clarkson play basketball? Pay me $200,000 a year, and I'll put up as many points as he does, because I think it's 0-0-0. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can go 0 for 6 from behind the, the arc. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I might be able to drill one of them. <laughs> one of them's got to go. The, the Cavs missed so many open threes in Game Three and game, really the whole series, it, it, but it, particularly Game Three when when the Warriors did everything they could to lose that game. I yep. mean, they really did. Dribble, Kevin Durant dribbled one off his foot out of bounds with three minutes to go or something. I mean, they they literally Steph only had what ten points, if that. I mean, they did everything they could, and the Cavs just did, none of the supporting cast made an open three all, right, all night. So long. before we move on, real quick. Projections. Where do you guys think he's going to go and with who? Uh, Philly. Oh, no. Yeah, I think he goes to Houston. I think See, he goes that's to Houston. my second choice. Yeah. I, I'm going to go completely out in left field here. 
Pat Riley's a genius. He will make all the moves necessary. He's going to be in Miami. Yeah. He will make the Back moves. He will make the moves to make another super team in Miami's destination city. I mean, if I'm LeBron, I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't think I want my legacy to be with more than two teams already. So I, I like it. But uh, wouldn't it be great if we went to Milwaukee? <laughs> I, How great would that be? It would be uh, fun to watch them, but they're kind of similar players. That's why I can see them go go to Houston. You got James Harden, his buddy Chris Paul, his buddy Chris Paul, but, and a good supporting cast around them already. I mean, he's that's that is that's where I want to see him. Just because someone has to offset the the superior team, the juggernaut that the Warriors are, and that's how you do it right there. The, the yeah. Warriors are living by the three. And, I mean, with the best three-point shooters we've ever seen. They're living by the three. Now. Yeah. The Boston makes a lot of sense. Except for Kyrie doesn't want to play with him. I wouldn't go that far. I think they've repaired that relationship. I think so, too. I, and maybe this, maybe maybe it's one of those plans. I don't think, I don't know that he get, does that, though. No, maybe not. But, I mean, I still think one it of takes the more teams. than LeBron and Kyrie. Yeah, but is there any place to go? I guess, I guess Gordon, Hayward, Gordon Hayward's going to Yeah, but back. Boston, Jason Tatum, Boston has young players that yeah. are. Boston could be a super team. If LeBron was on Boston, that super team and depth mm-hmm. could easily match Golden State, in my opinion. And that's, oh, that's yeah. a big thing about Golden State's success. If you look at their depth. six, seven, eight guy, they're starting on 20 teams in the league. Shaw Livingston's a good player. Yeah. I'm here to say he only averages Iguodala's 10 a game. still a good player. Yeah, Iguodala's <laughs> a lockdown defender. Yeah. The one I don't get Ain't is – Ain't all about offense. God, you better move the – turn the page. Get to the next topic or I'm going to go on my – Draymond Green, how horrible of a player he is. I hate that guy. He's, he's, more, of a, he's more of a terrible human being than a player. Arms, it's up to you. We sing turn the page. Seeger or Metallica? Metallica. Turn the page. <laughs> okay. So, on the football we go. Yeah. Um, anyone else uh, ready for this? Ready yeah. for what? Uh, I've got a, a good <laughs> guest coming on anyone else pretty soon. It's going to be stellar. Stellar. Excellent. All right. And, All right. And, and, and we'll do more of that with you two because that was fun. What's happened on my hiatus huh? in the NFL? What's happened while I've been gone? Fill me in. What am I talking about? I've been gone, too. <laughs> we were both in North Carolina. Arms, fill us in. Basically nothing. <laughs> Basically, okay, okay. Gronk's going to report to camp, I guess. Yeah, Gronk's, that's Gronk's not retiring. It was apparently some user on Reddit that just was like, "Oh yeah, Julian Edelman got caught with steroids, and uh, Gronk's getting traded." That dude totally made that up, but Edelman did, and that's crazy that I said that. <laughs> yeah, him and Amendola traveling the world. Of course, they're going to do some stuff. Wow. I mean, me and Nick went to North Carolina, and we did all kinds of stuff. Yep. Not drug-related, but stuff. <laughs> we just did stuff. We did stuff. Yeah. Dad stuff. <laughs> Guy stuff. A lot of a lot of baby monitoring. Yeah, yeah, dad stuff, dad. like grunt when you're standing up. <laughs> Watch my kids ride power wheels. It was a pretty good time. <laughs> all right, IDP. We're going to go with IDP, rookies versus veterans. Where do you draft them in Dynasty Startups? And this will conclude our rookies versus veterans and dynasty dynasty and redraft startups because we've we've covered the main ones and we we love doing IDP and we have pushed that off until we were all three here. So again, Tyler Gee, thanks for filling in, doing the last episode with me. But it's IDP time, baby. Roquan Smith. But Barker's moving on. Okay, Barker's <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Lead us in. Rookie versus veterans. Where are you taking him? In a dynasty startup draft. Knit. 
Me? Like you're just going to throw Straight me Straight from North Carolina. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, he's going to be a top 10. Top 10 linebacker all day long. I have all all the kind of faith in Roquan Smith. Uh, I mean, you look at him. Chicago, he's supposed to be the next great Bears linebacker. Fill that void that's been left by Brian Urlacher. Oh, fill the void. For so long. I mean, I, I see him going at least. He's going to go over the century mark in total tackles. Probably go 80 solo, 20, eh, 20 to 30 assists. <laughs> he's a guy who can get to the quarterback when they ask him to blitz. He doesn't miss tackles. He can play in coverage. Three down linebackers, snap count. Snap count's going to be well over 90%. I see him on the field in all all packages for the Bears. I think this guy is a safe bet to be a top 10 linebacker year one. I'll raise you. Ooh. Seventh. Okay. I would take him as the number seven linebacker. There's just a handful of people that I like a little bit better than him. Uh, Mosley, Martinez, Wagner, Schobert, Jones. But he's right in that range. I mean, I said it for many times. Preston Brown is perennial top seven, eight, nine. I'm taking him over Preston Brown. I like it. Longevity in a dynasty. Longevity startup. and the versatility. Yeah. He is going to be an absolute animal i'm with you guys let's uh let's run down through obviously we're not taking him in front of wagner and keekley uh or Dion jones which are one a b and c honestly people take them uh as the first linebacker off the board it's pick your poison and then the next the next tier of three your blake martinez cj mosley and uh, you got kind of a mix after that. I mean, Zach Brown, Telvin Smith. I mean, Christian Kirksey. I can see him. Kirksey's I can up see there. him still remaining above above. Uh, 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 damn it, Roquan Smith. I can still see uh, Kirksey staying above Roquan. Curse but, word alert. But no. but with that being said, that's just based on the consistency <laughs> of what Kirksey's put on paper. So now far. an explicit episode. Uh-oh. And put uh, the label on it. Put the label on it. So uh, <laughs> Joe Schobert is high producing. Demario Davis. I think I, I want Roquan. Uh, what about Vontez Perfect? That's a good question. Who are you taking, Roquan, Roquan. or Perfect? Yeah, it's not a, even close. That's easy. Good. Roquan. I, I love Perfect. If he play, if you can guarantee me sixteen games, he's your number one linebacker. I'll go ahead and just just say it. You guarantee me sixteen games out of him. Wrong. Number one linebacker. But, but he's not, they, they added Preston happen. Brown. Huh? They added Preston Brown. That's I okay. I refuse to believe Perfect is going to get as many tackles as he normally does with the addition of Preston Brown. Mm-hmm. And but he's still a monster. And a young Malik Jefferson is now working his way into the fold. <sighs> Wouldn't have tossed his name in there quite yet, but hey, I'm not saying we'll that he's going to Malik. But during one of the four game suspensions that uh, that Vontez gets uh, this season, you could see Jefferson shine. Agree. <laughs> it's a it's it's a funny time to make a pretty cake. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, so so we're taking Roquan Smith over Vontez. Uh, are we taking Are we taking him over Zach Brown? Yeah, yeah, I'd take him over Zach Brown. Zach, I like Zach, Zach Brown. Brown. I'm telling you, number seven. I, I like that pegging him at number seven. I mean, you've, we, me we've named him, and the only person that didn't finish in t- inside the uh, the top seven that that would be uh, Luke Keekley. And yeah, I mean, he, he jumps up there. You Ro- know, Ro- Ro- Roquan's still a rookie. I mean, we've got high-producing rookies like Jared Davis. 
from last year, we've got – You uh, had a high-producing rookie a few years ago, and Luke Keekley, who's like a top three that year. Levante David is still a high-production linebacker when on the field. Quan Alexander, your boy. I'll still, still take – Still Roquan. I will still take Roquan. Let me kick you some stats then. 15 games last year, you went 85 solo tackles, 52 assists, 137 total tackles. Was still fourteen for a loss. I mean, that's a massive amount of tackles for a loss for that, a middle is linebacker. That Roquan in college. That's that Roquan last year, two thousand seventeen year at Georgia. Uh, and, that's in fifteen games. I mean, yeah, there's an adjustment to the NFL, but I mean, it, I can't imagine him not passing with flying colors. I do expect the Bears to still be on defense a lot. Mm-hmm. Six and a half sacks. How do you like that's that? Pretty a little good. additional. That's pretty good. Uh, six and a half sacks for a middle linebacker. But Trubisky should take a leap, but I'm not convinced they're all of a sudden going to be a high-powered offense just because they got Allen Robinson. Yeah, I think they're going to be a middle-of-the-road offense. So still a lot of defensive snaps, still a lot of tackles for Roquan. So there's no, I again, it comes down to is he going to be on the field all three downs? I think that that's a safe bet that it to say yes. So I we're mean, going to peg him in that Kirksey and Zach Brown range with so, confidence, absolutely, with utter complete confidence. Yes, sir. All right, so Rashawn Evans uh, was the is the consensus number two linebacker off the board. What a great as a, ro- as a rookie, as yeah. a rookie. So we're uh, in that same regard with Roquan. How much do we like Rashawn Evans? Does Rashawn Evans obviously? I don't think he falls in that same spot as Perfect uh, and Christian Kirksey. But how much farther down does he fall? Is he in the Miles Jack range about linebacker 11 or 12? Uh, Does he fall before or behind Jared Davis? I'm going to go further down. Okay. Great landing spot, Rashad Evans. I I like the guy a lot. But I think Tennessee has the luxury of not having to start him right away. They can and they don't have to start him all three downs. They can they can say you're a middle middle linebacker, you're our thumper, first second down thumper in in the sub packages, nickel and dime. He can come off the field for a more experienced, better linebacker that's in coverage. I think that's going to be his downfall. I would take him about 15 to 20. I'm, I'm going to go about 20. Yeah, I, I want to say 20, but I, I wouldn't hate someone for taking him around 15. So the, the back half of linebacker ones, uh, he's just a linebacker too. Should come into a great spot again. I mean, th- there's some, some players that finished outside the top 20 that I can't imagine not, you know, eking in there. And uh, Jared Davis, Quan Alexander, you know, that jump up above him. And that's where, why I put him at 20. Let me ask you this. Wesley Woodyard put up some really good points in IDP last year. Every Tennessee Titan middle linebacker does. Yeah, so yeah because Wood, they're Woodyard constantly or on Evans? defense. <laughs> I'll take Rashawn Evans every Woodyard. No, I'd take I, – I, I, I've always liked Wesley Woodyard. Most underrated linebacker in, in IDP formats. And the big, the other thing on Rashawn, not massive stats at Alabama. I mean, I, I hate to be stat guy this this episode, but I mean, he only had seventy four total tackles last year. He only had about he only had twenty four through his freshman and, and sophomore year. He's not an elite athlete, but he's also not the only game in town in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have I other very solid players all the way around him. Rashad or uh, Roquan Smith wasn't the only one at Georgia either. Yeah, but he, Lorenzo he, Carter was a good. He was he, an outside rush backer, but he was a very good tackler too I, when I, he wasn't blitzing. I agree, but the the difference between you know supporting cast. Rashawn's got a little bit better supporting cast, and he's also not Roquan Smith. Let's just go ahead and clarify that. He's not the athlete Roquan Smith is. He's 
a good linebacker, we're going to see him doing what most Alabama linebackers have done, and that's, you know, 80-some tackles. Let me throw one at you. Man, that's, uh, eclipsing, obviously. that's eclipsing his his best season at Alabama is the only problem I have with that. I guess that that's my biggest knock on that. You're asking a guy to trend upward All right, now, in the in the jump now, to now the I'm NFL. Gonna, I'm going to kick this in an entirely different way. Did Alabama play from behind very often? No. All right. Whenever they were playing from the, with the lead, what was the other team likely doing? Throwing the ball. Throwing the ball. Okay. <laughs> so if they weren't running a lot, odds are he's not going to be a superstar, you know, in the in the pass game. You just got to put up. That, you, that's going to take away from his tackles. I and I know, I know the thing is that's where Roquan makes a difference. They were playing with the lead too, but he was still getting in there, mm-hmm. still being able to play great in coverage. Roquan is just a better. He's a superior athlete. He's, he's a, a overall superior linebacker, and I think that his tackle numbers, I think that Rashawn's tackle numbers are going to go up in the NFL. Yeah, I still like twenty. Twenty, great land. I like the landing spot better than Rashawn Evans' talent. To be quite honest okay. with you, he's coming I'll into a great spot in Tennessee. I agree with that as well. But I'm, I'm going to throw a couple more names just quickly. Dick LeBeau still there, Tennessee? I'm pretty I sure he's still so. Yeah, and now he's, he's coming dead. in with. Well, yeah, I don't think he was cast off in the in the coaching change to old boy. But okay, it's just wanted to throw that in there. Sean Evans or Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham. Nice. I really like where Zach Cunningham's going. I think Zach as Cunningham could be a top 10 linebacker, but this isn't the show to say that. I'll take Rashawn. i take Zach Cunningham as well. Throw me some more names. Uh, We've got... Rashawn Evans or Eric Kendricks? Eric Kendrick. Kendricks. Kendricks. Proven Golden linebacker. Safe. Great defense. Okay. That team isn't going to blow... Minnesota's not going to blow teams out. They're still going to... Rashawn Evans or Alec Ogletree? Evans. Rashawn Evans. Rashawn Evans, just because of age. Okay. Uh, Tahir Whitehead. I knew you were going to go Tahir Whitehead. And that, give me Tahir. Give me Tahir this year. Tahir this year. Uh, <laughs> if you got to win now, Tahir Whitehead's going to be a stud in Oakland. They're not going to add anybody. We're past that. Tahir Whitehead is an uh, absolute. I believe Navarro Bowman's still free no, agent. He can still he come back, but I don't think that. Even that doesn't I hurt. I think that does make a difference. I don't think they do it. Give then. me Tahir Whitehead. One Last of my one. IDP favorites. Last one for Rashawn Evans. Rashawn Evans or Kiko Alonso? I'll take oh. Rashawn. Give me Kiko. Kiko's Kiko proved himself to me. Knit with the tiebreaker. Give me Kiko. Give me, oh! give me Miami Dolphin, baby. Oh, give me Kiko. Just, Nit just picked me up and carried me downfield <laughs> about 20 yards. Kiko. Kiko. Where's Kiko being drafted? Kiko is being drafted. No, way later than that. Kiko, like Kiko's kind of a value right now. Yeah, he's hanging around the 30th linebacker spot. All right. So, I, I like Kiko a lot better. I, I'm still going to say Rashawn around 20, but I, I do value Kiko. I'd I draft Kiko a little higher than 30th. Good Lord, I'd draft him around 20th, Mark. Let's run Tremaine Edmonds through this gauntlet. <sighs> Tremaine Edmonds, he is essentially assured of the middle linebacking role in Buffalo. It, it came out of OTAs that he – is going to be the guy at middle linebacker. Buffalo produces. Oh, yeah. Buffalo produces some IDP guys at I linebacker. I mean, it, it almost doesn't matter who's there. They're going to produce a top 10 linebacker. I think I want Tremaine over Rashawn. I do. I do, too. Absolutely. Not even close. That's close. No. I'll take I'll take Tremaine about 12 to 15. You don't think it's close at all? No. The, with the news coming out of OTAs that he's going to be the starting middle linebacker, give me Tremaine Evans. Hold on. That guy is – Extremely exciting to watch. Go watch his highlight tapes. I mean, guys, active. He's as a all much get better out. line or athlete than Rashawn Evans. Yeah, 
I'm going to give you a second to rethink this. Are you sure about that, Arms? I, know it, I must be the wrong one. That's a lie. Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. Uh, are you sure about that? I just... Are you sure? Okay. Can someone bring up Tremaine Edmonds' college stats so I don't have to... No. No. You're the stat guy today. This is your paying your dues after being off the show for the last seven episodes. All right. It's like we just started. Me and me and Arms are talking about Blake Bortles for three episodes. <laughs> I like giving the I like giving stats on these defensive guys. I'm not heavy on it on the offense because everyone can see. It, it's it's a lot easier on an offense, a wide receiver, running back to see how good they are. Their talent. Tremaine Edmonds at Virginia Tech in 13 games. 13 games. 108 total tackles. That's beasting. Now it's fifty-seven solo, fifty-one assists. However you want to. Split but he's that around out. the ball. He's around the ball constantly. Five and a half sacks. I mean, the guy, it, the guy is awesome. He and, is and, extremely active for a middle line. He's almost like a, the motor of a top end defensive end. Just never stops coming after you. But also at the same time, makes great reads. Doesn't get in bad positions. Plays great assignment and alignment football, and that's what you have to have out of a middle linebacker. You may not look at him at the end of the year and see a hundred solo tackles, but you're going to see, you know, sixty assists. I I think he's in the sixty solo tackles, forty assists, the the hundred total tackles in his rookie year, and that's a great that's a great year for an IDP linebacker, yeah, especially gonna, a linebacker gonna, two, a linebacker gonna, two. Yeah, I was about to say it's going to put him around linebacker thirty. And we talked about See, Rashawn I'm, Evans. I'm thinking, I'm fine I'm with thinking that. he's going to be closer to, you know, 75 and 60. Yeah, well, I agree with Arms on this up. one, actually. I like I like Tremaine as a top 25 linebacker, and that puts him in the same range to me as Wesley Woodyard, as Gerard Davis, as uh, as uh, Kiko, and to hear Vince Williams. It's, he's right there in that range for me. I like him better than Rashawn Evans. I'm probably going to draft him a little higher than most because I – I believe, I believe Buffalo produces linebackers and Tremaine Edmonds is going to be really good. I think Tremaine's a more of a long-term – I guess what I was getting at is long-term, I think he just has a phenomenal career, an all-pro career. Uh, just uh, the talent, the talent's there, 6'5", 250. I mean, he's everything you want in a middle linebacker. you got to remember how much A.J. McCarron is going to ask of <laughs> that Tremaine defense. Edmonds. Like, hey, man, I'm sorry about that three and out. Uh, Josh <laughs> Allen, he's he he's not going to be ready till twenty twenty two. Can you get me some tackles? Out of, can you get me that ball? Can you go get that ball for me? I, I, sure, I sure can't, Coach Klein. I, I can't, Coach Klein. I, hey, let's see what he does. Ain't projected for eighty plus tackles. So I think he, I think you're onto something. I'm seventy five tackles, seventy five solo, 40, 40 assists. That'd be that'd be an insane. It, he's year. just someone who's just always around the ball, and it it's it's hard to overlook. Yeah, don't be afraid I mean, to take it, Tremaine at twenty, linebacker it, twenty. From a line from a, like an athlete standpoint, we got to realize Preston Brown was probably a four six five guy, and Tremaine Edmonds is half or excuse me a tenth of a second faster. He's a four five four, the fourth fastest linebacker in this year's draft class. At six five two fifty, I, I mean athlete written all of him. He he's a monster. Leighton Vander Esch is next on the list. Where does he fall? Nick, you're a Leighton Vander Esch guy. I personally, I'm not taking him before linebacker 35, mm. 40. I, I, I like him. I think he is the long-term really good career, but not a fast start. 
I could agree with that. I, I love the guy, but Dallas isn't – if Sean Lee is healthy, they're going to play Sean Lee. I mean, it, that's plain and simple. But this guy is here to replace Sean Lee either when he goes down with injury, which is Basically often, every year. Every year, often. Or when he decides to, to hang him up. I mean, this guy is going to be an absolute monster when he's on the field. The question to me on Leighton Wagner Ash is when that opportunity comes. I'm with you, Barker. It's going to be year two at the earliest, year three. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to be on the field at all next year due to the injuries or playing in this or that package, et cetera, et cetera. But year three, he's a starter. I, I feel like if if the Cowboys were the type of team that would say, all right, Sean Lee got hurt, Vander Esch excelled, we're just going to keep Vander Esch in, I'd be more comfortable. But the problem is they're going to get back to Sean Lee. Yeah, Sean Lee's a proven Sean, commodity he is. when he's healthy. And even if Van Der Esch puts up Sean Lee numbers, which are great, by the way, they're still going to get back to Sean Lee. And he's not going to be really overall fantasy relevant unless week one or week two, Sean Lee goes down with a season-ending injury. He's probably not going to be uh, fantasy relevant until Lee's hurt or next year. At yeah. the earliest. At the earliest. At the, I do love me some some latent Vanderesh. I'm going to be honest stats, with you. I, I want Vanderesh after I've he can be my number four or five linebacker. Yeah, and you just got to sit him. You got to wait. Yeah. He could be a bye week fill in for those three games where you need him. Yeah. Uh, and, and be fine with that. But man, let, those those stats last year. Continue my stat streak. 91 solo tackles, 50 assists. Are you kidding me? It's 140 tackles in 14 games. 10 tackles a game. He didn't have Sean Lee and Jalen Smith on his team. Still got the quarterback. See, see what I mean? Still <laughs> had interceptions, a couple interceptions. I, I think he's good. I just don't think he walks out of camp with starting position. At least not at the, at the inside linebacker spot. I give it if if he somehow earns that, watch out, guy. Oh, yeah. The guy when when his when his name is called, when it's his turn, he's he's not going to look back. I mean, Sean Lee's just one of the he's he's a cowboy. You know, he is Jason Witten level cowboy. Like every, that's, maybe not that, quite that level, I know, but, but I, I get but what you're saying. That's how people yeah. associate him. I mean, he is that that's how everyone sees him and. The fans don't even want Leighton Vanderesh to start over Sean Lee, even if he's doing better. And that's where they're kind of dumbfounded by the pick, mm-hmm. investing that early in Leighton Vanderesh. Uh, I don't want to get on the why they draft him there. When I, th- I think they could have got him in the second, but yeah, I don't want to go there. I, I, I do like his long term talent. Yeah, I, I like his long term talent as well. But his dynasty, you could, you can, you can take him in the top thirty linebackers, and Oof. and it's not too bad. But much as I love, if him, you no. want to win. If you're winning now, yeah. If you're in full rebuild mode in Dynasty, go ahead. Pull the trigger on him in the third or fourth round of your rookie draft. I mean, a couple of the names that are around 30, Miles Jack, definitely taking him over Vanderesh. Oh, yeah. Definitely taking Sean Lee over Vanderesh. Mark uh, Barron, definitely. uh, Sean Lee, no. I'm not doing it. He's he's, he's so the proof. He's going to be the starter. It's like, I, I know, but it's he's, like not it's like not taking the starter and taking the backup. It's like drafting a guy. Sean Lee. Play, it's like oh man, I'm, I'm going to take this guy for the six games of good production he's going to give me. I'm like, not I'm not doing it. I'll draft I'll draft Vander Esch for the probably sixteen games uh, this year and for the next ten seasons over Sean Lee. On a right. points per game basis, Sean Lee is like. Top seven. <laughs> yeah. There's guys out there I mean, a, a points per game And that's game when basis. he didn't play three quarters in the game he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, but, he, I mean missed, he missed five full disgusting. games. 
And on the point uh, points per game basis, like I said, I believe he's top seven. I think he, points he's per game, uh, OBJ put up good numbers last year. Would you go back to 17 <laughs> and draft him again? No. I mean, neither. Right. Yes. In a I'm, dynasty league, yeah. not where you got him. Not, I mean, not got top him. five. I mean, if if I knew he was going to get injured, I'd probably wait a little bit. But come you, on. You know Sean Lee's going to get injured. Touche. <laughs> That's his point. You know Good this. point. I'm still, I'm still going to take Lee. High five. High five. High five. All right. So, Josie Jewell, Darius Leonard, uh, these are guys that have come off the board next in rookie drafts. I don't think they're going to make my dynasty team until a rookie draft round four. So, I'm going to leave them out. Either one of you guys think they're worth drafting over a top 40 linebacker today in a dynasty startup? So, the people around 40, Von Miller. Craig Robertson, John Bostick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mr. Yeah. John yeah. Bostick, fairly fantastic. I'll take Darius Leonard over uh, John Bostick. I will, too. You know, so I'm going to put him I'll about, take him over Vaughn Miller. Yeah, me too. Okay, uh, Darius, Darius Leonard. Leonard about 35. Darius Leonard feeling the love on the back row tonight. <laughs> Can we sing about that? Darius Leonard feeling in the air tonight. Arm says, oh, no. You guys done? God, such a buzzkill, Arms. Why do you have to be the serious one on the show? I mean, I know there's not room for three goofballs on the show. Stat guy. Can he be stat guy now? Stat guy. No, I mean, I'm just, you guys like to sing. Do your thing, I suppose. Why don't don't you like to to share that beautiful voice? Because you would go into a 10-minute solo and just bounce from song to song. That's the reason I've got to just tone it back, just bring it back in. You are correct. All right, so Darius Leonard, he he makes it. He's making our Dynasty League draft. We have determined that we would rather have him than Vaughn Miller. And uh, what was the other guy you said? Again, it, it's format-based. You know, if sacks are high, if if they're awarding sacks at a, in an, uh, an enormous clip in IDP, in your IDP League, then Vaughn Miller is a absolute stud. But we're we're just saying, kind just, of your basic right. IDP league, the one that most people play, is ba- very tackle based. I'll run down the list of some of the players that you're saying if you're going to take him at 35 that are above 35. Antonio Morrison, give me Darius. Danny Trevathan, uh, give me Darius. Devondra Campbell, where's he even play? Darius. Darius. Patrick Onwurasu, Darius. Uh, Avery Williamson. Um, he's you know, interesting. Avery Williamson is interesting. See, he's he's taken over Demario Davis's spot, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, that's interesting. So, give, give me Avery Williamson. I don't believe in Deron Lee. And give then me the people, Avery. the people Avery. coming after after forty, you're looking at. I mean, a lot of you start getting into outside linebackers, and that's where Von Miller's forty-two or Von Miller's forty-one. Uh, you got Ramon Humber. Oh God, give me da- give me Leonard. Just give me some Leonard. Jadavion Clowney, Matt Judon, Lorenzo Alexander, Ryan Kerrigan. You can stop. Give us some Darius Leonard. Congratulations, Darius Leonard. You are a dynasty prospect in startup drafts. (laughs) Hey, let's – I mean, for real. He was considered to be by a lot of experts, including ourselves – (laughs) <laughs> to be to be the number two inside linebacker yeah. in this draft at Truth. one time or another, uh, Indianapolis has needed an inside linebacker for a long time, and one of them just passed away. And, and Antonio Morrison is is decent, but he's not. He don't have the talent of Darius Leonard. So, I mean, they've got sleeper Anthony, alert. They've got Anthony Walker possibly doing something, but still, 
Leonard's talent's better than both Morrison and Walker. Just uh, go with tackle machine at South Carolina. If all else fails, trust where the the NFL team drafted him. High second round. High second round draft pick. Immediate plans for him. They're trying to revamp that defense. They're switching to a 4-3. Keep that in mind. And keep in mind. Keep that in mind. The Indianapolis Colts are switching to a 4-3. They need a guy that can play that middle linebacker role. They drafted him to do that. This guy could be an absolute sleeper alert, like you sleeper said. Sleeper alert, yes. They I haven't mean, had anyone of relevance basically since Gary Brackett. They haven't. And I agree with Nit on that because I am a Darius Leonard guy. But also keep in mind on Nit's strategy – Look at where the team drafted him. That's also why Nid is going to draft DJ Chark, <laughs> the new special teams ace for Jacksonville, fairly higher than he should go. No. I agree with Darius Leonard. Hey, I had to before, throw in the though, Chark. Chark thing. is the best athlete on that team he is. right now. He is, but the reports out of OTAs is his role with special teams as of right now. He'll learn more. He'll learn more. That. That's why I have a taxi squad. I was going to say, taxi, taxi squad, squad player. You, ain't, you don't have squad. to start him. Taxi squad. It's feeling him. I'm still feeling I mean, on your taxi I squad. Feel, I still feel great. On taxi squad, I like you might Chark have too. your seventh or eighth wide receiver. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to Dar- Darius Leonard. Where do you draft him? 30? Ish. Thir- linebacker thir- three? Thir- I mean, he 30, could- 30, 35. 26 to 30. Okay. Dude, that's that's high praise, and I like it. I, he is a linebacker three. Does he put up a better year than Leighton Vandrish? Year, yes. year yes. one? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, immediate starting role in front of him. He would have to do – Darius Leonard has to play himself out of that role. He has to play so bad in OTAs, minicamp, blah, 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 preseason that he they just can't start him. As of right now, he's their starting middle linebacker. And I mean, let's also think, smaller school guy. He's got chip on the shoulder. I will throw in – He wants to come in and prove something. There's Anthony Walker there. there I, I said that. Yeah. Walker was very solid in college, and but he's he's injury prone. Yeah, Darius. I like Darius Leonard. Here's the, Leonard for the in, here's the, the thing. Even the if Leonard's the considered the weak side linebacker, mm-hmm. I still like him to put up a really good year. Four three defense. Yeah. The weak side linebacker puts up great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's ba- a weak side linebacker in four three is basically an inside linebacker statistically. Yeah. Let's move on and say that Darius Leonard is an absolute sleeper alert. Sound the sirens. <laughs> Alert! Darius Leonard is a sleeper alert. Darius Leonard. All right. You're going to go with Josie Jewell as our last? I like Josie Jewell. I like his stat line. I do, too. I'm not putting him in that same range because I I don't think there's a role for him immediately to put up fantasy production. Brandon Marshall's still there, um, and Brandon Marshall's probably going to play that middle linebacker spot. Uh, Von Miller's going to play on the outside. Josie Jewell could see a little time on the outside, a little time in the middle. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be reliable enough for me. I like him as a fourth round pick in rookies. You know, di- rookie drafts, but dynasty startups. You no. can wait for him, e- even in a dynasty. I mean, you could draft him in the fourth round of a dynasty uh, rookie, rookie draft, thing. but you can also get him as a you free can also agent. get him in a free agent. Yeah. I, I think that's where you go. Go get Josie Jewell as a free agent. Cool yeah. name though. Very cool name. Good stat. Uh, again, he kind of blew the combine. I'm not 100% into the combine for everything, but he did kind of blow everything. I mean, he's pr- slow, not strong, no yeah. vertical, no broad, wasn't quick on any cone drill. He's I mean, a better football player than an athlete. Yes. Look, and he, that that is what doesn't translate to the NFL. 
Yeah. That's what's scary. That's the reason I, I would probably – I'll take yeah. a flyer on him. I'll yeah, throw a couple too. free agent dollars at him. Because of these numbers. He he didn't go – he had over 120 tackles the last three years. Three years of 120 tackles in 12, 13, 14 games. He knows where to go. I'll give him that. He's, he's, he's a smart football player. Now, look for him in the next Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Hunt for Josie Jewell. <laughs> That's, That's a great. I thought it was going to be a Clint, e- Clint Eastwood movie. No, it's, it's the it's outlaw jo- Josie Jewell, Indiana Jones, and the Hunt for Josie Jewell. Yeah, I love it. I would go see that. Let's get sixty-eight-year-old Harrison Ford. <laughs> He's dead. Kylo Ren killed him. I mean, you can't come back from that as Indiana Jones or anyone else. All right. All right. So defensive ends. This will be quick. Uh, Marcus Davenport. Uh, he's obviously going to get some opportunity. They gave up seven years of draft picks for this guy in Why? New Orleans. Uh, do do we put him defensive end is a is a different animal. You you can draft you can draft this guy as a top five defensive end if you want to, uh, because there's there's not a lot of value on the board at defensive end once you get past the first couple guys. I mean you got Bosa and Watt. And Garrett Miles, uh, you know, you go Cameron Jordan, Miles Garrett, Garrett, yeah, Miles Garrett. My bad, Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence. Hey, I'm telling you right now, if if uh, Mr. G won't correct you, we will. <laughs> so, so you get you get about ten defensive ends deep, and the talent pool just drops off the face of the earth. So, if you want to take a flyer on Marcus Davenport at defensive end, 10, 11, 12, I can't knock you for it. Couple. You're going for upside. That's why Miles Garrett was a top five defensive end pick in dynasty startups last year. So, a couple things: if Khalil Mack is defensive end in your league, I take top Khalil, three definitely Khalil Mack up there. So, Cameron uh, Mack, Bosa, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, JPP, Melvin Ingram. After that, it really starts to, you know, it starts to get sketchy. But I'm going to be honest with you: I don't trust rookie defensive ends at all. I would. It's dynasty, though. Uh, that's fine. It's, I'll, I'll make sure no, at a, at a minimum, I want my two starters before I take him. I'll take. There's a couple defensive uh, tackles I'll take. Here's the thing, though, in, in dynasty leagues, especially sixteen teamers like we play, once you get your first defensive end, by the time it comes back around to draft that second one, there really isn't anybody to take. So yeah. I mean I'm I'm probably not drafting my two defensive ends before I take Davenport. He's probably going to be the second guy I draft because I'm not going to overdraft looking for you know a Brandon Graham or a Cameron Hayward to be my de two. See, I'd absolutely take Cam Hayward over him. Yeah, but I would take uh, what Yannick I'm saying Ngaku is over him. I'll take you know Joseph Linval over him. Okay, but but is, are they going to be there when you're ready to select defensive end for the second time in a dynasty startup? They should. That's about uh, defensive t- uh, tackles most likely will. And that's where you got Linval and uh, Harris out of uh, out of n- in not, New York. Demon Harris not drafting a freaking I'm just so nose salty tackle over here that y'all haven't said. Did y'all purposely not say my defensive Calais end? Campbell? Yeah, you get bunch. Of, hey, what Chubb? Y'all didn't We're say Calais Campbell. No, Calais oh. Campbell, my my defensive end that I pick up in every IDP dynasty league for the last like ten years. No, we were getting there. He's he's in the top ten to me. I mean, he's obviously I before should be. should be in the top I'll three. Take, I take Campbell a little lower based on age. Right. Uh, that's my only thing that, with Campbell. Y'all didn't say his name. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Just to spite you, of course. I know. I know that's where. But anyway, back to Marcus Davenport. Dude, he, he's got a roadblock in front of him, though. To me, Alex Okafor still a solid defense. The second. 
Alex Okafor was he's solid good. while he was there. He was good. He's good. Solid good I mean, or synonyms. Let's uh I'm not gonna cue <laughs> it up because I know it'll drive arms nuts, but Captain Draft Capital over here. <laughs> I, I mean arms fourteen you're pick the, in this draft. You're the captain. They gave up ne- their next year's first and their first in this year's draft to move up and take this guy. Is are they gonna sit him for Alex Okafor? Who's gonna get the sacks from that team? Cameron it's going to be a rotating. Or Jordan Cameron, Cameron jo- Jordan, whichever. Jordan, Jordan Cameron. Whatever his name is. It's Cam Jordan. Tied in Damn for it. the Browns. Yeah, the other one was tied in for It's Jordan Cameron. He's going to get the sacks. So, I can't see him outperforming Jordan Cameron. No. Yeah, yeah that so, guy with those two yeah, names. I, dude, I, it, I'm not saying a, that. I'm saying, will he play in front of Okafor? I think, Dra- I, think that beca- I think that becomes a rotational thing. It becomes a rotational thing. We've seen defensive ends get drafted high and have to rotate in. Okafor's more. Okafor started Jason Pierre Paul didn't start. He wasn't a full time starter, and they drafted him in the first round. Yeah, they probably didn't give up next year's first. I understand that, but that is an that is an all time great defensive end, a top twenty all time great defensive end in JPP. They didn't start him in the first. You know, every week it was a rotation. I can't see anything more than a rotational spot for Mark Davenport. I I uh, I think he seizes the job by game four. Okay. Okay. But that's still it's still you're only getting two thirds of the snaps. And I think arms. That's it, pretty I good must rotation. be the wrong one. Yes, you are. I'm not. I don't think he was. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, Okafor is good, and I agree. We talked about Okafor early in the off season, and that they probably didn't need to draft defensive end because Okafor looks good when he's on the field. But man, that draft capital that's that's a lot to sit on the bench. I even get it. for rotation. Hey, I, I mean the the football the NFL bodies there. Really, the body of work was there. I mean, good, great stats in Conference USA. And I'm not knocking Conference USA. I'm just saying it was great stats. You know, he is a high tackle defensive end. He gets to the quarterback, eight and a half sacks, eight and a half sacks, and only 11 games last year. 55 tackles. So he is a high tackle defensive end. If that all changes in the NFL. It it can. But I'm just saying. Typically, a defensive end, it's going to change. I also heard that he drinks high quality H2O. Okay. Where do we put Bradley Chubb? Well, I'll finish Marcus Davenport. I I would take a flyer defensive end too. I drafted on the back end. What you were That's saying? I, uh, if I'm on the back end yeah. of the defensive ends, I would go ahead and, and take him as my. If I already got an elite defensive end, I would take a flyer on him and then try to get a, a defensive tackle. So, okay, you can take later. him in. You know, that, you're putting him at the thirtieth range. So, or are we no, talking no, no. the 10 I'm, team? Are you I'm talking, talking 20? like 25. 25. Okay. Defensive end two, the second, the back end of it, which is 20 to 25. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not going to finish in that range, but to, I'll, I'll name two defensive tackles right now that I'd take over him. And like I said, Linval, I'd take DeForest Buckner over him. All right. And like I said, Demon Harrison. I'd take There's three. Ain't saying you're wrong, bro. I, won't, I hate I, defense. I won't, I won't hit the button. All right. I hate defensive tackles in in yeah, uh, fantasy, but I'll all take right. all three of them over him. Marcus Davenport back in defensive yeah. end too. He's a, he's, he is a defensive, he's a defensive end, too. end too. I'm right. not saying avoid him by any stretch of the imagination. For the next one, he, I'm just going to do. He this. He could put up Yannick numbers. I will give him that. He could. For the all next right. guy, let's just do this. Obviously, we're not taking Bosa or Watt. Uh, I think we could start it here. Bradley Chubb or Miles Garrett? Ooh. Oh man. 
Chubb or Cam? God, that is tough. I know. That is tough. You know That's, what? This give is me, how shallow defensive ends are in startups. Yeah, get, actually, right now, give me Miles Garrett. Because we're talking with a, me. A, age is the same thing. I think they could have a very similar career, extremely similar career. The only thing I'm going to do with Miles Garrett is I'm gaining a year of productivity on you. So I'll get immediate more productivity in 2018 than, than you will out of Bradley Chubb. I mean, give me Garrett because he's shown a little bit already. Right. I mean, he was good in, Garrett, the, in the eight games he played. Yeah, Garrett. The the thing about him last year, they were grading him as an absolute cannot miss. I want to say his his rating was a, a ninety six overall, like the most can't miss defensive end coming out in the last like six seven years. Yeah. I'll take that over Bradley Chubb, and I think Chubb's going to have a fine career. I think I he's. Go- I think he's going to be productive. I take him right after whoever you're going to say next. Actually, Calais. I'll take Calais over Chubb. As will I. But I'm with the Miles Garrett thing too. And arms nailed it on the head. We saw production when he was on the field. Uh, defensive ends do bust. It happens quite often. So yeah, give me Garrett over over uh, over Chubb. I mean, it, it, he's definitely in the top ten. Yeah, because when I agree. you start looking at you know number ten, you're looking at like Everson Griffin, Brandon Graham. Ziggy Ansa, good Carlos players. I mean, good players. Kind of, they're they're the same as the fifteenth guy, though. Exactly. There, right. There's not a, a large gap between those players. Now, you you hit those top three or four. There, uh-uh. there's a huge gap between those guys and ten. And right. the reason I take Bradley Chubb over the Everson Griffins and, and the uh, Ziggy Ansas is because Bradley Chubb could trend into the top five year in, year out. Absolutely. By year two. But And we, very realistically, Griffin's probably never going to be there. And, you know, Dunlap's, his, he's on the backside. Ansa, he just is what he is. I mean, we know what those players are. And I guess the, the chances of Bradley Chubb being a defensive MVP caliber player are significantly higher than those 10 to 15 range guys. Here's yeah. uh, here's two names. I I think we've established that Chubb is a top 10 Defensive end in dynasty startups because of the talent pool being so shallow. Two names to toss at you. First, Demarcus Lawrence or Bradley Chubb? Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence for me as well. Melvin Ingram or Bradley Chubb? Melvin Ingram. Ingram for me as well. Even as the defensive end, too, I, I would take Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram's solid with or without Bosa. Hands down. I agree. Uh, I like Melvin Ingram a lot, so no rookies coming before Melvin Ingram. In my eyes. Is it time to mention Khalil Mack and the defensive ends? Yeah, go ahead. MyFantasyLeague.com. Do you want to talk about what what just happened before that? (laughs) Why do we have to make a weird transition to Khalil Mack? Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who can't tell because of my superior editing skills, Arms just seemingly almost had a heart attack on us here in the studio. I I had a a full (laughs) double hamstring cramp. That turned into a quad Cramp. Yeah, and the, as I was stretching them out, my quad cramped. So, if you've ever had that happen, you have no idea what to do because everything hurts. He was just standing up with his with his uh, backside region poked just ever so slightly out. And if you can hear the tail end of me talking about how Melvin Ingram is better is is good with or without Bosa, you can you can hear arms start to breathe. Yeah. 
ever so slightly yes. more heavily. You can hear the almost... Go back about 30 seconds right now. You can hear almost sexual <laughs> gasps out of arms as he, as he raises up I can assure the you table. there was nothing sexual about what happened. I, I thought that was the end. I was scared to death. Like I thought he was having a heart attack, but then once he said hamstrings and he was just in pain and bent over, it was like half concerning and, and half entertaining. I grabbed a pool cue or a pool stick to put in his mouth and let him <laughs> you guys are terrible. Snap the bull stick in half. Oh man! Uh, it's like, what are you doing, Chad? What are you doing? <laughs> he just keeps apologizing, like I'm sorry, and I'm like, it's okay. It happened to LeBron in the finals a few years back. <laughs> cramps, cramps happen. But he's back, baby. I got so many nicknames: Captain, Captain Draft Capital. Cramps. We can call him Captain Cramps. Colonel Cramps. Can, can you call, just Colonel call me, Cramps. Can you just call me Krampus? Bad Crampall. You know. <laughs> just Krampus. Uh, but Khalil Mack, is a, can we make that transition? He's a defensive end. Number in, one defensive end. In my no, fantasy league.com. No, no, no. Joey Bosa is still number one. Yeah, you're right. Agreed. I, mean, I, the, I will definitely take him too. But we got uh, what I'm saying is we got to take that into into relevance here as we talk about the rookie defensive ends too. But yeah, it looks like there was a few uh, uh, changes made. So Chandler Jones and Bruce Irvin are both also going to be listed as uh, defensive ends. So. Irvin's now, interesting. Yeah, but br- back to Bradley Chubb. I mean, are you taking Irvin or are you taking Chubb? Oh, Chubb. 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 I mean, Chandler Jones. Man, if he's going to be a defensive end, he's a stud too. He's going to get tackles. Yeah. all day long. Uh, and I would take I would take Chandler Jones if he's designated as DE again. So that kicks that kicks Bradley Chubb down to again. I said top top ten, right around ten, right, right. around ten for me. I'm with you. Yeah, and, and plus you got you know team changes. J- JPP not exactly what he used to be, but he can still get it done. But he's also in Tampa now. I mean things sometimes you know you switch teams and things are a little different. So I, I think Chubb's ahead of JPP for me. But, really? But yeah, yeah uh, I think so. I'll take JPP all day. Yeah, I'm still taking JPP. I'm going I'm taking with a hand and a half of JPP versus 99% of the league. I'm going to go with the youth on that one. Yeah. Bradley Chubb's a back end of the defensive end ones, though. And that's high praise. Any more defensive ends uh, you guys would take in Dynasty Leagues? So uh, where do they have uh, Landry at? Howard Harold, Landry? Harold Landry? Harold Landry. Harold? <laughs> Howard Harold? I mean, I believe he's going to be a defensive end. I thought he was going to be an outside backer. I'm not. I, honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. We'll I check. Mean, we'll I'll check. I'll bring it up for you. They got him at linebacker, which means he's kind of irrelevant when it comes to that. But I mean, played a lot of defensive end at Boston College. But for IDP, I mean, for dynasty fantasy football purposes, kind of irrelevant. Going to be good on the field for Tennessee. Probably going to play early. But in an outside linebacker role, that, that hurts. That, that hurts. That's IDP one to keep value. an eye on, though, because he if he does go defensive end, he's going to have a lot more value than he is an outside linebacker. He's he's someone you should probably take a flyer on if he's listed as linebacker today. Yeah, because Texas he could very yeah he could very well be a defensive end next year in a high producing defensive end. Cincinnati doesn't get high play from their other defensive end position. Sam Hubbard could sneak his way into fantasy relevance. I mean, we're talking a shallow pool. Yeah. So same Hubbard by a week. I mean, for your your defensive end three, your defensive lineman three, I would take Sam Hubbard over some of the defensive tackles before I start filling in with mediocrity. Before I start filling in those that that bye week guy with mediocrity, I'd take a Sam Hubbard and hope he plays right away. And, and if you look, other than, I mean, they had uh, drafted I believe Carl Lawson last year. 
But other than him and a Willis kid, I can't remember his first name, but their linebacker or their defensive ends are old. Yeah. So there's a good chance that you know by year three, year two year or three, two. they're going to have some you know good young defensive ends again. Yeah, Sam Hubbard's one to definitely keep. he could he could be an immediate contributor, but definitely a taxi squad flyer guy for sure. What about uh, sticking with the high state guys? What about Tyquan Lewis? I believe he's going to be defensive end in uh, in Indy. Yeah, and Indy, Indy. I it's think completely that, devoid of talent on defense? Yeah, I think that that is uh, up for grabs. I think every defensive position on the line and the linebackers in Indy is up for grabs. So, yeah, not a bad flyer at the end of Dynasty startups whatsoever. So Probably more of a like – yeah, it's someone you get more in the free agent pool, but but definitely a flyer. I mean, he's a second-round pick, but that's, that's where defensive ends are. I mean, they don't produce right away. They hardly ever do. Uh, we've said it before. I mean, usually they're several years in the league before they're dominant. It's yeah. almost like 27, 28 years old. They, That's their it, money. It clicks. Mm-hmm. They hit their prime. They're no longer in any sort of rotation. And most importantly, they for proven, three, four years. Yeah, most importantly, they prove their value to mm-hmm. that team and have earned the increased snap count. If there's one, snap po- count. if there's one position, I mean, I, I scream snap count a lot. But if there's one position you want to keep an eye on their the the snap count, just the percentage that they're on the field, it's defensive end. If they're purely rotational, a 50-50 guy. Probably stay away from them. It takes an exceptional guy to make an impact as a rotation. Think JPP and Tuck a few years yeah. back, and think, uh, um, oh, my boy Yannick. Yeah, an exceptional can produce at that half, yeah. snap, that 50% snap count. Any, any other defensive ends before we hop into safeties and then do a little quick listener Q&A? I mean, I think you have to look at Vita Vey looking at defensive tackles. The guy's an absolute stud. Uh, could be the next great defensive tackle. There's, there's like no, Kalodi Nada. Yeah, I mean, and Dominican Sue. Don't expect him to be a just a, a perennial, you know, game changer in fantasy football. But Vita Vey is solid. We we also don't know what Vita Vey is going to translate to because he could be, you know, the uh, Demon Harrison type guy to where he does get through the line. Yeah, but it, I mean, they drafted him for the purpose of eating up blocks for CJ Mosley. Right. I mean, that's why he's on that team. Yeah, yeah. six four, three fifty. You're not seeing him as a a great penetration guy like a a Geno Atkins yeah. was in the highlight of his, in the high point of his career or anything like that. He's a space eater, but he he's a great top tier talent. But I mean, he he has worth produced. mentioning. Yeah, right he, he's definitely worth mentioning. And you know, you're honestly considering what he's going to be listed as. You're probably going to get him for nothing. Yeah. He, he's another free agent pool guy. Throw him on your taxi squad or just see what happens to to where he's projected to play, if he's going to play I mean, going into 2018. Then cut him if he ain't. Throw two or three dollars at him and, you know, the other 15 people in your league will throw one. If you really want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Draft in the top 12. 12th overall pick. Has talent. I think we can kind of cluster some of these safeties together and where would you draft them. Uh, Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick. I, I think both of those guys are on equal footing as far as dynasty startups go as to where you can draft them. And that's that's it's interesting to me because safety is kind of like defensive end or cornerbacks. If any of you guys out there draft cornerbacks uh, in your defensive, you know, your, your uh, dynasty strategy. startups. Yeah, change your strategy. Unless you're in a high interception, reward, high rewarded. Unless league nothing. Yeah, I mean, even still, <laughs> target safeties. We know, we know that. Well, let me run you through a dynasty startup. I'm gonna, I'm gonna count. 
let's see. I can already see 10. I can see 20. I can see 25, 30. Like, we're talking, we're talking like 50 safeties taken before a freaking cornerback. It's bad. Take safeties. Because uh, they're going to get interceptions, too, regardless of what yeah. kind of format your IDP league is. Yeah, so. right. But uh, as far as Minka and Derwin James go, uh, obviously I don't think we're going to take them ahead of Landon Collins or Keanu Neal. Um, Rashad Jones is not someone I'm going to take them before. Um, Sean Davis I'm super high on. I'm not taking any of them before Sean Davis. I think he's going to be an absolute stud at safety, top five guy this year. Uh, then it gets a little muddy. I mean, you've got your Jamal Adams and your Honey Badgers and your Harrison Smiths. Uh, Given those last few names tossed out there, Minka Derwin, you taking either one of those guys ahead of a Harrison Smith or or maybe uh, Kevin Byard, Earl Thomas? No. I'm going to take the proven commodities over those guys. Yeah. Here's the problem with Minka. He's on a team with one of the best safeties in IDP. Truth. In, in Rashad Jones. Now, what I'm hearing about Minka Fitzpatrick in camp is he's playing everywhere. There's good in that and there's bad. I mean, he's not going to play. He's playing strong safety, but it purely in a get experience in case Rashad Jones goes down. That I mean, that's, that's what that. Probably going to be their starting free safety. He's also playing some nickel back. And he has the ability to play corner. So the guy can play all over the defensive backfield. Does he play year one? Yeah, absolutely. I just don't think he's going to have that high volume of tackles. like Because Rashad, Rashad Jones is there. Your number one fi- fantasy football, uh, IDP fantasy football to f- safety from now, last year. let me year. ask you this. Does Minka reduce Jones's value? Well, it no. could. I, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm going with yes. No. It does. I, but I'm going to agree with Chad. But it, uh, what I'm saying is it doesn't spike Minka's – Value. I, I, Minka's going to take away from Rashad, but not enough to make Minka a top ten guy. Correct. I or think, I think that all that does is put you know Jones at three instead of one. Yeah, I'm not saying a massive fall off. But, yeah, definitely going to affect him. But the one guy that I'm excited over more than Derwin James, more than Minka, is Justin Reed, man. Justin Reed in Houston? Are you kidding me? This guy, a Stanford guy, a smart guy, him and an athletic Badger. guy. Yeah, paired up. Houston went from no safeties to a really good tandem. And Justin Reed, by all accounts, should be the starting strong safety and come up with tons of tackles. He's my number one rookie uh, rookie defensive back for 2018. Boom. That's crazy, but boom. I, I like Justin Reed. I like him a lot. I actually put him uh, – I put him right there with Derwin. Uh, I don't put him with Derwin. I got Derwin and Minka. And uh, then I then I then I probably have him, but I don't. He's tier two to me. Those guys are tier one. See, I'm Justin I'm, I'm with Chad, and I talent wise, I think Derwin and Minka are definitely better. Yeah, I'm. But I agree with opportunity that. Opportunity wise, I think that Reed's got the the best path to success. Yeah, uh, Derwin and Minka is going to start from day one. I don't. I don't know that Justin Reed is going to start from day one. I think Justin Reed's going to start from day one. I, I agree with you. High intelligent guy. Drafted, they they they're invested in him, third round pick, but the, but again, the Houston Texans didn't pick till the third round, so essentially he was one of their top picks. So that makes this interesting. So Minka and Derwin, uh, I think it's safe to say we would drop them in the or draft them in the top fifteen at defensive back in dynasty startups. I would put the three of them. Oh yeah, the three of them in the top twenty to me. The Where, three of them well, in the that's top what, twenty, what, but I would go Justin Reed around fifty. I, I would get Justin Reed, Derwin James back to back, and Man. then Minka around twenty. I just don't know how Minka 
I don't know how Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be around enough tackles. You got Kiko eating up the middle, and you got Rashad Jones, the, the again, a top-tier, top-notch, year-in-year-out IDP asset. He's just not going to steal – I don't think he outshadows Rashad. He would have to outshadow Rashad to be top 20. One thing you can say about Minka is he does come from a truly great lineage mm-hmm. of just top five perennially – Safeties. I mean, it seems like Alabama safeties are usually, you know, in the top five. Yeah, I'm saying th- all three of them within five picks. That's why. I mean, I'm, they're all they're all defensive back twos for I, me. I've got one that went a little bit later that might be very interesting. Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie Harrison. Are you going to throw to either one of those cornerbacks? No. No. Is Ronnie Harrison going to start? That's probably the biggest question right that, that, there. From day there's one, there's the question: Does it, does he take Gibson or Church's spot? If he can do that, neither. It, They're both. Those are two good safeties. Yeah. I mean that 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 def, that defense, that Jaguars defense is just set. It's just set for a while. I think he's a depth guy. But I, it's, I mean, but that team is still an earn your spot team. Yeah, and a third round. I, and, I mean, and if he earns his spot, he's going to be successful. He was almost a fourth rounder. I, I don't. I think based on draft capital, I don't think you have to thrust him into the starting lineup. Uh, I, I think. Obviously, he's going to play some. Just because you're the third safety on a team doesn't mean you're not going to play. You're actually going to get right. plenty of run, probably. But, but yeah, Ronnie Harrison's kind of out of there for me. But Jesse Bates, Cincinnati. Uh, you know, this this guy is walking into a situation where there is no, you know, clear stud. And this guy's a second-round pick. Hasn't been for a while, either. Cincinnati's been starving for good safety play. And, yes, yeah. Jesse Bates drafted higher. Uh, or drafted with the draft capital to pick 22 in the second round to play. And he he's a proven commodity in the ACC. I mean, a good player. Has has the starting job in front of him. Can he seize he could the opportunity? It. He could snag it. So that, that's definitely a guy to watch out for. Uh, man, I'm still but, blown but that, away by Justin Reed. Very high on Justin Reed. I like it. I mean, you know, that's, that's – uh, he was a riser before the draft. Like people were talking, about, there was I think there was teams that had him as the number one safety on their board. But also, it seems like that's also a fairly successful. You know, uh, Stanford safeties are usually the a smart guy who is a successful. smart breed. Yeah, they're doing well in the NFL. Yeah, but uh, and also he comes from good lineage. Yeah, his cousin Eric Reed was yeah. great. Eric Reed was very good for for several years. Never put a great IDP uh, year together, but it was a, it was a great starting safety. Still looking for a job due to other reasons. But uh, Jesse Bates is interesting. Going back to him, I think he's still more of a uh, DB four because it's still untold By of way, where he'll seize that. Eric's starting. his brother. I thought it was his cousin. My bad. I wasn't going to correct you because I wasn't sure. Yeah, especially after that hamstring incident. I, I'm not going to say anything derogatory to you at all. I thought we lost you for a second. Dude, I thought, I, 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 me too. <laughs> Are we going to talk about Terrell Edmonds? Have at it. Or do we just think Sean Davis is, is the only game in town? Then? No, I, I think there's room for multiple safeties on teams to put up production. I mean, it happens all the time. That's why I like Minka still and – and uh, yeah, I think you. I think you can go with Terrell and Sean Davis. I mean, Pittsburgh is going to be playing, going to be playing some defense. So, and we've seen it before in Pittsburgh having two relevant safeties. You know, it, it, they are a, a great defensive team. I mean, for the most part, they typically have the front seven secured. Yeah. Okay. Can't, usually can't run on Pittsburgh. So what do you got to do? You got to pass. Got to pass it. 
So that that opens up a door for Terrell Edmonds to have a very successful career. It, right off the right off the gate. I mean, he was picked, you know, 28th overall. I mean, I, I like his chances of being a top 20 safety coming out the gate. Captain. I do too. I I like him too, but they I don't think he's got the starting opportunity quite yet. I mean, you got Sean Davis and they also signed Morgan Burnett. Uh, Morgan Burnett's a solid safety. I mean, I think Edmonds is going to have to earn his way into that role. I think he will. I do too. But I think you know, I think it's count on him in the first. It'll be him and Davis, games. and still pulling. I'm even though he was taken in the first, I'm still pulling him with the Jesse Bates as your second tier of rookie defensive backs, rookie safeties to come off draft boards. Again, I I think the three are Derwin James, Justin Reed, and Minka Fitzpatrick, and, and there's a, a big gap there. Those guys you can count on being DB threes or better. Jesse Bates, Terrell Edmonds, they might be two or three years off. I want to dub something real quick. Uh-huh. We used to have Revis Island, correct? Nobody wanted to go into Revis Island? No. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Darrell Revis, you know, used to be yeah, Revis no, Island. No, I'm with I you. I got you. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, Snippy. Hayden's haberdashery. His hamstrings got him grumpy. But listen. <laughs> Not many people after a few years are going to walk in. Are going to want to walk into Bates Motel. No, that's right. Were you going That's Jason. Yeah, that's Friday Thirteenth. I know. We're talking. You know, psycho little Bates Motel. You don't want to walk into Bates Motel. Now I'm with you. Now I'm with you. Now he's got it. The shower thing. I got it. Any other safeties, fellas? You want to get into the Q and A? Yeah, let's, let's hit the Q and A. Unless Q&A. you have someone you want to talk about, do you have it. You want to talk about like Kazir White? <laughs> Ned was always got some kind of name up his sleeve. Like, let me tell you about this guy from Princeton. Uh, it, I, I will give you one name that's it could step into a role, and that's just because of fluidity in that in the uh, backfield and Trey Flowers. Yeah, Trey Flowers was, he was going, getting some hype. Going to the Seahawks. Um, Earl Thomas might not be there. We don't know that situation. Right. But you're going to get him for a dollar. So mm, buck. Get him for a buck. A buck? A buck. All right. All right. Okay, so, I'll give you one more. Rashawn Golden, my UT ball. All right. All oh, right. God, I got to do it. Here we go. <laughs> Rocky Top. will always be home, sweet home to me. Good old Rashawn Golden, gonna play immediately. Whenever I put in my, uh, whenever I'm filed for unemployment from the back row, they're gonna be like, "So why'd you leave?" They wouldn't stop singing Rocky Top. Let me let me give you a little rundown just to end it. I, I got to throw it in there. Rashawn Golden picked. Hey, you like you like teams investing in them? All right, Carolina Panthers drafted him in the third round. He's a nick, capital. He's a guy who plays the nickel back in the NFL. The NFL is evolving into a full-time 4-2 nickelback on the field constantly. He's a guy who blitzed constantly at Tennessee, got tackles constantly. He was in the backfield. I think they squarely pegged him as that that hybrid uh, corner safety who can come down, play on the line, jam a receiver, blitz off. He's an interesting target, a guy that I would definitely put on my team. Uh, Flyer roll to see what happens going into the new year. All right, I'm done. A lot of the defensive backs, young defensive backs, are going to be flyers anyway. But if he's on the field blitzing, I'm saying essentially playing a a rogue linebacker position, 
you you could end up with some tackles that way. No, I'm just saying. A, right. a lot of first year safeties and cornerbacks are flyers. You got I know. You guys asked for it. I I, I gave you that last one, Rashawn Golden. All right. Q and A. Cue up the Q and A. All right. Now, one thing I will say: if you believe in any of the like the Denzel Awards of the world, yeah. If you want to take a chance on this year, Jair Alexander, Mike Hughes, someone like that, you had Josh to go Jackson. With, you had to go with an OSU Buckeye, didn't you? No, I'm just going down list. Those guys have a chance to be relevant one year. Freaking yeah. cornerbacks. All right. Good God. They're, 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 they're waiver wire grabs. Yeah, but no what I'm saying is – In your bye week. Lightning in a bottle, the Tredavious White effect. All right. True. True. No, what you're saying is truth. Yeah, but you didn't. Nobody drafted Tre'Davious White in their startups. That's my <laughs> they point. picked him up off waivers. Bingo. That's what you do with these guys. With those guys. My point is, these guys are going to get tested often, right. and they they could have a top twenty season because of it. Bingo. Shh, Browns going to be on offense ninety percent of the season. Oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that Duke Johnson guy you didn't like? He signed an extension, <laughs> pretty high dollar one, pretty uh, you know, little, good, little faith signing good, there. Good for him. That, I, that guy. It's, that, it's the NFL. Nothing's guaranteed. It's for his knowledge. Oh, yeah, for his, for his, oh what he brings he, to the bench. Yeah, he yeah. he's more of a bench coach. Yeah, they they definitely yeah. drafted running back in the second round to uh, make Duke Johnson their feature. <laughs> it, I must be the wrong one. All right, let's move. Move on here. Uh, <laughs> Q&A. Q&A. So we, we did a little Q&A announcement minutes before the show, so not a ton, but some good ones. Uh, first off, uh, Q&A from listener, our pal Matthew Burning. Our pal. Our Matthew. pal. He's he, 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 our pal. He says, what backfield are you steering clear from? Oh, that's easy for me. And and this is uh, I'm, we're going to assume this is dynasty. The, the New York Football Jets. <laughs> Man, you guys took mine. Immediately. That's where I was going. Uh, my 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 one B would be Green Bay, but I think you will end up with a better. You'll you'll end up whoever ends up playing in Green Bay, you'll end up with better production than you do in in New York Jets. The Jets is just a dumpster fire. Yeah, <laughs> agree. Jets are number one. Let's rank them. Jets, number one backfield to avoid. Number two, you want to go Green Bay? I think I would go Green Bay. I think, I think, co- I think Green Bay's backfield will be productive oh, yeah. as Me a too. whole. They got an awesome they backfield. They have more talent than the Jets, yes. period. Any go, I, To me, any one of the th- the three, really, on Green Bay could start on the Jets. Is <laughs> sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would take Ty Montgomery on the Jets over anybody there. So that's why they're clear-cut, too, but it's still one to avoid. Definitely one to avoid unless you can acquire all three, and that's just near impossible. You're just wasting draft late draft picks at that point. Can we chalk up three to Indianapolis? I mean, it's it's Naheem Hines, Marlon Mack, and uh, they they drafted him. Dude, another. I think I'm going to put Indianapolis at two. It may be. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's fine. A, that's yours. That's I, a, I like I, that. I'm not knocking it. I'll say this, and I'm going to get a lot of pushback on it. I'll put the Patriots at four just because they're the Patriots. I knew you were going to go with that. Chris, Chris, I think I'd rather I, – I would definitely rather have, like, a Sonny Michelle on my side. I, 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 I want Sonny Michelle on my side. Yeah, I, I want him to succeed. I really do because I do like Sonny Michelle. I just have never seen them put together a great running back that you can trust. Yeah. Like, th- they might put up a good running back, but – a good season with somebody, but I just can't trust them to do it. How right. about Oakland? Oakland's uh, five or six. 
And I'm going to say Houston's right up there in five, uh, top five or six, too. Uh, I think you can still get some run out of Lamar Miller. I wouldn't put them up there yet. I'm not going to write off. I had to mention Houston, though, just because if one – Lamar, I've never been a Lamar Miller fan, so that that's my main thing there. But from an average guy, like he, everyone thought he was going to be good, he was average and went to – like a team that he's going to start losing carries as time goes on. I'm going to name one more, and then I'll be done. Seattle. Seattle's a little worrisome. Chris Carson has looked really good in OTAs, apparently. Rashad Penny, you got the draft capital. I'm with you on that one. And if the you're O-line's gonna, terrible. O-line's terrible. Uh, and, and while you're on that, I think Miami is, is one to avoid. That's what I was going to say. I, I like Kenyon Drake. I'm a believer. But if I if I have to be honest with listeners, I, I – I wouldn't invest in Miami's backfield when there's 20 other ones that are safer. Detroit, throw them in there too. I, I, I actually kind of like – I don't love on Johnson. I, I, th- I still think Detroit's going to be okay. I think Detroit would be around the 10th worst. Yeah, Blunt, Blunt, Riddick. See, I think carry on. You still got Abdullah there. I still there. think carry on takes over. Joe. I mean, it just it's similar to Green Bay a little bit. Not as talented, but it's it's similar because there are guys that have produced in the NFL there. One more along with another. Hey, I have I'll, a- I'll, let me throw one more in, then we'll try to collect our top three and answer the question directly. Top three is easy. Yeah, Baltimore. It, yeah, that's a little <sighs> scary. Alex Collins and Jav- Alex Collins emerged. Javorius Allen was good. But they're they're kind of again they're kind of in the whoever wins that job you know they're going to keep it, I I believe they'll keep it. And it's easier to acquire two backs than it is a whole backfield like yeah. Green Bay or a whole backfield like the New York Jets. So to me the top three is Jets, Green Bay, and Colts. Colts. Jets. I'm going to go get Jets, Colts, Colts, Green Bay. Green Bay. Me too. Oh, I'm with arms. Man, I kind of want to push Oakland in there, but I, I think uh, I, I still – I'm a Marshawn believer. I think he'll be – I know you hate Marshawn, but I think I, I, Marshawn's I like an Marshawn, 800 or back. I'm, but they've got, you know, the muscle hamster, and they kind of do the same thing. I know. You know, I mean, they kind of just bowl over people, and there's nothing impressive about either one of them at this point in their career. God, is it is. Oakland, the top it, Oakland is, tough. is tough to put. Hands Green, down, Green Jets. Bay, you, you hate to look at Green Bay and, and d- just throw all that talent aside when you've got Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell toting a rock for the Jets. But clear-cut number one, New York Jets. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I'd, I'll just leave an empty spot before I start a Jet. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Backfield. Give me, Mike, give me Mike Tolbert <laughs> for the Jets. <laughs> now the question's reversed. The backfield you are most invested in. Or running back? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's pretty easy. Todd Gurley. Mm, I'm going to disagree. Okay. See? That's why the question was asked. All right. We got some disagreement. I, I, I'm going to go all in on Ezekiel Elliott. All right. No Lev Bell yet. I'm going to go you, in a completely opposite direction. And I'm going to say Isaiah Crowell is going to be a beast. At, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Kidding. Just joking. I think Le'Veon. Actually, uh, Todd Gurley, it's... I already said Tiger. Here, here's what I'm going to say the difference between Gurley and Zeke. Zeke, time on the field, has put up very consistently great numbers, and Gurley's had an off year. Zeke might be due for one, yeah. but he hasn't done it. He I hasn't had an off year based on games played. I don't like Dak, and I don't like that they don't have receivers to throw to besides Alan Hearns and Michael Gallup. Do you mm-hmm. think Gallup and Hearns combined is worse than Dez, though? Mm, no. Okay, but so, I don't like Dallas as a whole 
I mean, I think I think Zeke's going to see more eight-man fronts than normal. I'm going with Nitt, Todd Gurley, the rising golf with Brandon Cooks, uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, Todd Gurley. You can't stack the box on – you just can't. So Todd Gurley is still going to eat and feast and succeed. I'm all in on Gurley. So where are we going to go? Top three? So consistent yeah. – the Rams is going to go one since two. I mean, see, I, I put Le'Veon Bell too. I, I, I do too. Gurley, Bell, okay. Zeke. Then you could toss it around with Hunt, Kamara. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, hundred percent. Sorry, I kept adding on. Top three, <laughs> top three. David Johnson and <laughs> top three. I love this next one. Your favorite IDP player going into this year, or most underrated one? And I think it's both. The answer is both for me. Woo. He's the most underrated going into to dynasty startups, and he's the one I'm most excited about and one of my favorites to pick up and we mentioned his name earlier it's zach cunningham yeah i hey, i love zach cunningham what's the question directly again most underrated your favorite idp or most underrated one that that you know you think is so underdrafted that it makes him a favorite in your book is the way i read the question and the answer is the same for both my favorite idp is zach cunningham just because of the price versus what i think he's going to do which also means i think he's underrated Okay, my hey, I still have to go. I'll go with my repeat. The guy I drafted late in just massive productivity last year. It's still Blake Martinez. I still think he's going. He's still a high draft. He's a high draft pick, but I don't think he's getting his dues yet. I mean, he's a top three guy, man. He, he I think he'll finish top three, and you can maybe get him around the tenth mark. Maybe, maybe he falls that bar. He's still not that big of a name, and Blake Martinez, I think year in year out, is an absolute dynamite middle linebacker so favorite not underrated favorite if he's moved to defensive end get him before anyone else does khalil mack yeah the homer pick mine was a homer pick too i mean but that's what favorites are but he's a top three defensive end hands down there's no doubt about it if we want to talk about the most underrated deforce buckner This, this guy's put together two top 20 years in a row, and he's only been in the league two years. <laughs> I mean, last year, I believe in 2017, I want to say he was top, top three. All right. Let's wrap it up with the last one. It Let was me a, give a uh, DB. I always have one more to add on. Okay. John Johnson, baby. Oh, God. John Johnson the is most a <laughs> repeated name in back row history. <laughs> John Johnson is probably my favorite. I, I, I retract Blake Martinez. John Johnson, safety – Snap count in the 95% for a on, on a good defense, man. Please John, don't add to this. Arms. I'm going to add John, to it. I'm going to add John it. Johnson. We're at an hour and a half, folks. Nobody knows who John Johnson is. And he plays 95% of the snaps for the LA Rams and he gets tackles, man. Go go get John Johnson late and he'll 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 be You'll get him as DB3, and he'll put up DB1 numbers. The number 29 overall defensive back last year, Eddie Jackson, <laughs> moving into a full-time role. Bingo. All right. Last question was an inbox one at the buzzer. Woo! Breakout tight end for 2018. Fantasy. George Kittle, not even close. What? It's always close. Arms always thinks it's not close when George Kittle's the, the the He's going to have a huge breakout. Huge. <laughs> You, it's going to be huge. My first thought was like maybe under the belt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Kittle, but 
It, it's close. You're, you're going to get Kittle for next to nothing. There's Kittle? another guy that you can get for next to nothing Give that us has a stat massive line. breakout potential. Go ahead with the Kittle stat line. No, just Kittle in the second half of last year was very productive, and Jimmy G is just evolving. He's came from a system that loved the tight end, and guess what? He's got a really solid tight end that did nothing but excel athletically all year. He was the most athletic t- uh, tight end coming out of the 2017 draft class. You go onto a terrible 49ers team, and you add Jimmy Garoppolo partway through the season, and guess what? Oh, man, we're going to have a top six tight end in George Kittle. Should I say <laughs> mine? Go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Barker. No, go ahead. I'm just – Who's your other guy? It's close. I'm telling you, Kittle's not the the runaway breakout. I really hope candidate. you're not saying like Adam Shaheen. No, no, my breakout tight end, and it is close with Kittle. Psh, arms, <laughs> six five, two hundred and forty three pounds, athletic as all get out, going to a great situation. Well, in a situation with a guy coming into a situation that loves to throw the ball to the tight end, Sam Bradford. Or the rookie who loves to throw to tight ends and Josh Rosen. Ricky Seals-Jones, when called upon at the end of last season, put up five targets. Six targets, five targets, three targets, six targets. You got an average of about five targets there a game at the end of the season for Ricky Seals-Jones. And when they needed him the most, he put up two touchdowns in the first game when called upon, a touchdown on 72 yards in the second one. Uh, he's There's nobody in his way. There is no one in his way. Uh, they have no one to throw the ball to besides Larry Fitz. I know they drafted, uh, you know, our boy from Texas A&M, Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the, it's right there. The, the The whole world is in the palm of Ricky Seals-Jones. <laughs> That's big. It's right there. And he <laughs> could take so it big. and grasp it and run away with it. We're mm-hmm. talking the uh, next, please correct me, arms, Cameron Jordan or Jordan Cameron from the Browns. <laughs> Whichever name, whatever Cameron and Jordan. You mean Gary Barnage? Yeah, sure. Let's go Gary Barnage. This guy, I mean, this is going to be that guy you didn't hear about. A thousand-yard receiver. That's what Gary Barnage was. Big uh, red zone zone threat, more likely. 700 yards, 10 TDs. So you're saying for one one season, then he goes goes irrelevant? Maybe. He's asking for a breakout. But, I mean, it's it's breakout. It's breakout time for Ricky Seals-Jones. That's my guy, and you can get him for next to nothing, just like Kittle down the middle. Kittle down the middle. I'll give you one more. Uh, or I'll give you one. Uh, I really like Austin Hooper. Ugh. I know. I know it's an ugh, but, man, he, he had some flashes here, there. It's and not a terrible pick. I, I mean, if you're going to – a year three guy who has played significant times, a significant role last year. I mean, 49 receptions, 500 yards, three touchdowns in, in his second year, his first major role year. Uh Nothing to laugh at. Those are very, those are solid numbers. If he goes up a little bit, 65 receptions, 800 yards, six touchdowns, that's relevance. That's top 10 relevance right there. I'm going to go with Austin Hooper. Uh, and the theme there, we all drafted young guys, or uh, said young guys, but True. Austin Hooper, I, I, I like 
Austin Hooper evolving in that Matt Ryan offense. I wish somebody would have been like, Ben Watson. I was waiting for <laughs> Benjamin Watson. Benjamin Watson down in New Orleans. It's going to have a breakout season. You know, I almost said Antonio Gates. <laughs> like, it crossed my mind. That's not a bad one either. But if you really a want. A re-breakout. God, if, you, if you're if you in just go with, if you want a late flyer, take an Antonio Gates. Why not? The I mean, Valtrex has wore off, and Gates is coming back with a vengeance. His 2018 line is 16 receptions, 10 touchdowns, and 42 yards. <laughs> it's just a red zone threat. Take it I, I'll bank. tell you who's not going to break out this year. Colby Flaner. Stop <laughs> thinking it's going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. It's over. The, also, the other Patriots tied in, whoever it is right now, he's not breaking out either. There's not another Aaron Hernandez out there. It's just Gronk up yeah. there. There's no one else hanging around like Aaron Hernandez did. If we have the time, let me ask a question relevant to that. Uh, what about Why didn't we I, say O.J. Howard? Why didn't we say David Because Kokey? Cameron Brait just re-upped for a whole lot of money. And that's kind of like having uh, the Green Bay running backs. I love leading, leading questions to you. I mean, O.J. Howard's right there. If, if, if it Howard. wasn't for that, O.J. Cameron Bate doesn't re-sign. It's O.J. Howard, I think, all day. Yeah, but that, that he's going to struggle to see snap count. That's the tight end situation I avoid in 18 is Brate Howard. What What about Njoku? Love Njoku. I don't think he's breaking out till year three. Because, like, he'll because of the quarterback. I, I think he'll improve. I think he'll improve, but I don't see him being a top six, seven tight end. You know, I, probably like 10, 10, 12. <laughs> Njoku. Uh, I thought that's he's a no super athlete named <laughs> super Njoku. Athlete. That's right. He's no joke. All right. All right. That's it. That's it. IDPs. Great questions. IDPs versus veterans. Really good questions. Yes. Thanks, Burning. We appreciate it. And, uh,. Thanks to other dude. I I already shut my Twitter down, but thanks for the tight end question. Our pal, that I think it was Mike dudes. Murphy of gut of gut check that asked that last question. He's like, hey, um, I suck at what I do. Could you maybe tell me the answer to this? That's one? not very nice. Mike does a fine job. <laughs> you apparently didn't listen to the last gut check episode. Oh, did he bash us? He just can't stop. He can't stop. All right, I'm just I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if he does a good job or not. I've never listened. I listened to the five minutes that they chatted. Said. No, but we like Dave. I'm not, I'm not maliciously saying he does a bad job. I'm just saying he had to. He inboxed us. He's like he changed his name to, you know, to I, I Nike me. Nike Nerfy. And I was like, yeah, this is this is Mike Murphy from Gut Check. <laughs> He's like, I don't know which tight end to take, guys. I'm like, ah, we got your back, Murph. We have got your back, bro. You're like, I got your back, bro. AJ just, Derby. <laughs> just keep listening to the show. Draft you some AJ Derby. Take it to the bank. All right. Lead us out, bro. All right. That's all we got for you tonight. Thanks for coming back to listen to me, Knit, and Arms together again in all of our glory. Even pulled hamstring glory. We appreciate it. We're going to sit by arms aside and make sure he makes it through the night. We got some potassium pills and muscle relaxers in him. I'm going to take a uh, a evaporated milk massage on my back and my hamstring. Gross. This sounds disgusting. <laughs> I would like a condensed milk massage. It's, it's condensed milk, isn't it? Yeah, it's L- real The little, little Giants reference. Yeah. Every night I rub his hamstrings down, massage his hamstring, get the condensed milk. You don't remember that? Disgusting. No, I don't. Uh, that's where we're leaving it at. See you guys. We appreciate it. And uh, be sure to rate and review us. We uh, The reviews have stopped. 
help him help him get going again review us on itunes or on your podcast Punch uh, your little Apple podcast app little button little yeah. little review leave your twitter hand, twitter handle at the end and we will uh we're drawing for a t-shirt at the end of the month so yeah give us a five give us a five high give, five give us a uh a or input on the show we do like input uh, Definitely like the rating of five, but we do like a little bit of input. What you like, you know, if you don't like something, shoot us a, a little DM and we'll, you know, think about changing it. What if it's arms? That's fine. <laughs> he must be the wrong one. <laughs> Most likely that's going to be it. Peace out, folks. We'll see you next time. Peace. Good night. See ya. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. And be sure to give us a review.